and welcome to Between Alpha and Omega, and we have a full house. It's awesome. It's been since March since we've all been in the studio together. Um, obviously, the pandemic is still going on, but we're all been safe because I think only Curtis and I are the only two that have been like working in an office with like five people. So we all feel pretty confident and safe here. So full couch. Uh, we have Drew. Yo. We have Schaefer. Wow. Curtis. <laughs> Saw, dude. <laughs> Caleb. Can I smell your dick? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Man. It has been quite a while since we've all been together, so it's going to be a wild show, and I'm kind of excited about it. I'm chugging Red Bull. It is great. I'm 35, and I'm drinking Red Bull. That's going to be healthy. So you're going to feel that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get anxiety attacks if I have like <laughs> any energy drinks. Yeah. I went and did I went and did improv, and I had like an energy drink right before, and I had a full blown anxiety attack to the point where I'm like, I need to go sit out in my car for a little <laughs> while and read. Jesus, yeah. and it was like it brought me down. But I'm like, okay, those are off the menu for life now. <laughs> well, this is a sugar free one, so I don't think that matters. No. <laughs> they don't. We'll they see. honestly, honestly, don't bother me too much. Okay, so. You know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just used to it. Yeah, could be. Maybe I'm just always anxious, and then, you know. Maybe you're just calmer than me. <laughs> that could be too. I'm pretty. I'm pretty vibing, as the kids say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what's been going on with everyone? It's been since March since we've been together. Uh, we've been on Discord. At least me and Drew have Curtis, who've kind of been on assignment occasionally. Um, Slash, I took a nap all day. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I was going to actually give you the benefit of doubt and make it seem like you're special, but no. I mean, I have missed a few episodes in the last two months, and some of them I was very busy. There's one in particular that like, I just napped all day. <laughs> I like would wake up, I would do something productive, I would nap. I would wake up, I would eat, I would watch a little bit of TV, I would nap. I would wake up, I would go do something in the yard, and then I would go home back inside and nap. That was pretty much how my day went. It was golden. Loved it. Nice. Yeah. Me and Drew are doing that podcast. I'm like, well, I guess we'll start. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not waking him up. I don't care. Uh, good time. So uh, I, I guess just what's going on? <laughs> Lots of stuff. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Yeah, my life is completely different from the last time I was on. Uh, newsflash, I have not gotten married. I was supposed to on May 30th. Thank you, COVID-19, for making that not happen. Uh, I was also, by now, supposed to have been uh, to Venice, Dubrovnik, Croatia, Montenegro. I hear the the dolphins are back in Venice. Oh, good. (laughs) I'm very happy. I'm so happy that they're doing... I actually hope Venice is doing great, because I still want to go someday. I was supposed to go to Santorini, uh, but, of course, due to COVID-19, that's not happening. Uh, Weddings pushed back to September. Uh, but I, my fiance and I bought a house, which we're very excited about. Moved in yesterday. Thank you, Tim, for helping us move out of the condo and into the house. So good things, you know, some sad things. There was a few, you know, nights of tears there for the wedding and all of that. But, um, you know, now I feel like, so I had my bachelor party in January it's been so long, and I've had to replace three groomsmen <laughs> that maybe I could, should just have a second bachelor party. So we'll see. Heck yeah, I support that. Okay, yeah, because you can make it. Yeah, I can actually be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first one you would have liked being at the Royal Rumble. 
funny enough, my bachelor party was at Armageddon 2007. Right. Wow. Yeah, wrestling is a great thing for a bunch of guys oh, to man. go and watch. It was so much fun. Yeah, I know, because you, you love pro wrestling now, right? <laughs> I mean, so there was a while. I'm shaking my head no. No, there was a while where Tim would come up and watch AEW in the living room, and yeah. I would go out and join, and then he just stopped doing that. So. Oh. Once they got rid of the crowds, it became weird. Re- pro yeah. wrestling without uh, a crowd is like this weird avant-garde sort of Oh, for point. sure. I still enjoyed it though yeah, because like the crowd was like other wrestlers <laughs> and they were like acting yes. like the crowd was yeah. supposed to they, regardless they, they of the what chance. their yeah, yeah regardless of what their alliances were yeah. there was just like so <laughs> even without the other wrestlers then it gets even weirder you're like when it's just right. total silence and you'll hear them be like headlock drop down they're like calling the spots and stuff you're like okay it's not yeah. quite as fun mm. well and then wwe has put up like plexiglass around the ring it's the funniest thing Weird. was one of their Weird. audience members, not funny, one of their audience members got COVID-19. Yeah. And it was someone who works for the company. And they're like, okay, we gotta, we're got we dumb, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but enough wrestling talk. I bring it up every time just mm-hmm. to annoy Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Success. <laughs> uh, Curtis, what's new with you besides constantly sleeping, though? I've not been constantly sleeping. Constantly. How dare you? Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday you slept all day. I did not. I took it. I took a nap. Okay, and that's a fine thing to do on a Saturday when it's raining. It's true. Oh, yeah. Hey Curtis, what's been going on except for your naps? Uh, well, I've been very busy, actually. I know that's what I'm asking. Been helping my brother uh, with stuff. <laughs> He's getting so defensive. <laughs> so you've been helping. You've been helping Justin out. Yeah, I've been helping. Stuff? He just got a. He just got a dog. Oh. He got a Rottweiler. Nice. Female. That's really exciting. And she's a lot of fun. She's uh, she's very protective yeah she does not like new people okay so even like when i met her she was just like growling at me and like it took her it only took her a couple minutes to warm up to me basically you just hand her a treat (laughs) and she's very gentle about taking food from a hand good so that's all that really matters once you do that you're friends with her nice it's awesome but she's a lot of fun uh i am going to a covid wedding next saturday that sounds horrible yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that it's a wedding in a covid era so the wedding has actually been spanned out it's gonna say the... through a zoom call <laughs> actually like i could have watched the wedding yeah. as it actually took place a couple weeks ago they were actually facebook living it but yeah, so creative you have to get creative nowadays. yeah other, yeah exactly yeah. otherwise they just kind of spaced out the wedding over the course of a month where they had like Close local friends on the first part. Family came in throughout the last few weeks. Bridal party gets the final final finale party though. What what do you think is going to be different from yours compared to the other ones? Yours what? What your party? <laughs> the party that you're going to be at compared to the other two. Do you think there'll be any differences at all? Yes. And you don't want to say them out loud. <laughs> I'm not opposed to saying okay. a lot. Here's my thing is I was supposed to be the best man. And I don't know what the state of Colorado is like right now. I, I know what it's like here in St. Louis, Missouri. But yeah. I'm not trying to plan anything. And as far as I understand, as the best man, that was just the title thing. Otherwise, everything else is going to be done for me. So I was like, perfect. I will absolutely be your best man. Mm. Let's do this. Um, I know that I'm going out there. They live in Fort Collins, Colorado. Which there's a brewery every two blocks. Nice. Yeah, my understanding is that they are opening back up. You just have to wear masks. So I imagine 
the entire i would say like five out of the six days i'm going to be gone i will be riding a bicycle to a brewery and just drinking all day very nice yeah sounds fun nice so i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to getting out of town a little bit yeah just to be away from the everything that i've seen during the quarantine time oh my god right yeah i relate you too Go ahead, Shafe. Shafer, Drew. Oh, you want me to talk first? Go ahead. Okay, so we are a little over halfway in our pregnancy. So, like, yay! Yeah, we're really excited. Mm-hmm. And um, everything's pretty good. Doctor told me I needed to gain weight. So I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> Not a problem. I was like, okay. Ice cream like, it is. Yeah, no, truly. She's like, she asked her to get ice cream. ice cream. Yeah. And I was like, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> doctor's orders. Yeah. Yeah, doctor told me to eat ice cream. I Perfect. Don't know. So she's like, don't gain too much, but you need to eat. And I was like, okay. So I don't, I'm just going to try and eat healthy at this point. But yeah, that's. There's that, and then I may or may not have a job Ooh. July 1st, because mm. that's when the fiscal year starts for St. Louis Community College, yep. and with the funding cut so drastically, it's like, <laughs> On a happier note, do, or, well, could potentially be happier, do you know the gender of your baby yet? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's a, it's a boy. Boy, hey, congrats. Yeah. Yes. Having a boy. Yeah. Yeah, we're really excited. Nice. I've Someone doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> that, that's not true. I listen to the ones I'm on because I'm going to make sure you guys get ratings with me. I'm a ratings boost for a reason. <laughs> it's because I listen. I listen to every podcast that I'm not on. Really? Yeah. Which is like three of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> but I've listened to all three of those. <laughs> we have a different philosophy over here. I don't listen to the ones that I'm on. No, I, I, want, to, I want you to know. There's going to be a ratings boost when Caleb is on. Mm. And there's a reason. A whole one person. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And I listened to it 19 times. (laughs) Analyzing. Mm -hmm. Should I have said that differently? Mm -hmm. I take notes. Nice. They obviously aren't working. That's good. (laughs) Your turn, Drew. Oh, it's my turn? I get to speak? Your turn. Um, Well, like Schaefer said... You're having a boy too. We are having a boy. I am having two a boy boys as well. They're both wow. pregnant. <laughs> she impregnated. She impregnated me. I impregnated her. That's hot. Fair it's how, relationship. Fair, fair. It's how this alien relationship works. Um, so that's pretty exciting. We're hunting for houses, which is not exciting, but also exciting at the same time. I have a good um, realtor if you need one. We have one. Okay, but thank you. We have those in spades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have like a dozen of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a thing that's happening. Um, I'm still not back in the office yet, but apparently they're bringing my team back along with another 20% of the company on July 20th. Wow. So we'll see if that actually happens and if it goes well, you know, they're supposed to have a meeting with all the managers to see if people are actually comfortable and Tomorrow we're having a company-wide meeting to see what everyone thinks, which I don't know how we're going to do 150 people on a Zoom call, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Just know that China's listening in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently they know how to, you know, work that out. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they have to say. But other than that, 
Nothing. Hmm. Nothing at all. Yeah. Am I on a Snapchat? Is that yeah. what I see? Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. You got to get this on the social, man. <laughs> the social. Pretty yeah. cool setup. Thanks. I walked in and I was like, whoa, kind of pro. Thanks. <laughs> it's like I know what I'm doing. It's sort of. It's semi-pro. Yeah. It's very low, like amateur pro. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. I better. mean, there's, the, yeah, there's definitely room for improvement, but as far as like recording in your basement, we probably have the best sound quality of any fools just recording in a basement. That's true. If I wanted to be legit, you're talking like $350 per microphone. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, whenever my friend was in town a couple weeks ago, I was telling him about the podcast and he was like back and forth. Like I would tell him one thing, be like, oh yeah, that sounds interesting. No, I'm good on that. Like really what broke it to him? I was like, no, we spent some money on some decent sound quality. He was like, all right, I'll listen. Nice. Perfect. Uh, Things have been weird for me with this whole quarantine thing, being in the office. Out of all of us, I'm probably the most kind of blessed, I guess. I don't know. Considering you work maybe two days a week, yeah. Exactly. You know what I would be doing if I was only working two days a week? Nothing. Maybe. Exactly. <laughs> napping. That's, that's what, <laughs> napping and doing nothing. That's exactly what I've been doing. I, I, I always told myself, oh, yeah, if I didn't work 40 hours a week, I'd be so productive in my life. No. <laughs> Not no at all. Yeah. Um, and somehow in this quarantine, I severely messed up my back. I don't know what's going on with it. It's been incredible. Ooh. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I feel like a jerk now. Have D- you? That's why I didn't tell you. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, just stay, dude. No, uh, that's the kind of person that I am. Like, I'm yeah. going to help regardless. You damaged uh, your back possibly more by lifting stuff out of my condo. No, not probably. I, it really is an old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that happened. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. It's an old hockey injury, and I re-aggravated it uh, a couple of mo- like a month or two ago, <laughs> and it's just been there. And then, <laughs> so I was telling my parents this, like, yeah, I have this weird lower back thing, and my dad's like, oh yeah, my grandfather used to talk about that, and my father, and me. Uh, so it's like a genetic thing. So I'm like, yeah. cool. I'm uh, cursed for life. Great. Uh, so it's really nothing. What what uh what's the problem with the back? It just hurts. It's not a disc. It's not like shooting pain. It's just like try, try yoga. I've had back problems yeah. too. Yoga really helps me out. Yeah. There are <coughs> exercises for lower back stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't remember how to do it, but it actually does really help. Yeah, I need to get on that. I'm just incredibly fat right now and unmotivated to do anything. So. Yoga, yoga, man. Pull ups. Yeah. yeah. Yoga pull ups. Like yoga pull ups. And then you lift your one leg up for like 45 degree. Or both of them. Maybe it's both. I'd have to think about it, but I think it's both. Shaver doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, also the best thing for, for your back while. is jujitsu. Ooh. Hmm. Interesting. That would be a good workout. Yeah, the the other like proximity to other people. Tapping don't, fools, man. Don't don't do jujitsu if you have back problems. Don't. Oh. Yeah, because you're using a lot of hip and back muscles to throw yeah. people. I was kind of like, I just would like to hear about Tim on the podcast talking about jujitsu, how to tap <laughs> someone out to a go-go plata. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Tim, man. The other issues I have are a bad knee and a bad hip, all hockey related. So it's yeah. fine. I'm falling apart. I'm middle aged. Yoga. Um. Uh, that's been kind of, uh, I work two days a week, maximum, uh, 12 hours. It's a weird schedule. Mm -hmm. I work for a federal government agency and we won't be a hundred percent until at least 2021. Wow. 
I work with approximately 750 to 1,000 people, plus other tenants are in the office, other agencies uh, that are in the office as well. And we haven't even entered phase one, which is like 10% of our total population. Wow. Um, and then phase one is going to be four or six to eight weeks until we enter into phase two, which I think is 50% of the population. And then four or eight, six, eight weeks for phase two and then six to eight weeks for phase three. And then we'll be at 100%, which puts us about 2021 before we're mm-hmm. completely open. Wow. And that's if things go to plan. Right. Uh, St. Louis County is already seeing a spike, so yeah. I don't know. And we're talking about the federal government, so it's really what DC wants to do. So it, my job is just crazy. Yeah. Um, no one knows what they're doing. Everyone's angry at each other, and I'm just like, whatever. I sit and watch Netflix all day. That's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For my six-hour shift, I watch <laughs> Netflix. It's <sighs> weird. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. And then I have to get up from my cubicle and put on my mask. And <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you, you, do you make that sound? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Rotating upper torso, just <laughs> the penguin, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, in the meantime, I've been working on the blog. Uh, I wrote in what was last month, May. Mm-hmm. Yes, May. It is June. It is June. It's uh, whatever. It feels like six times years irrelevant. <laughs> times irrelevant. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> Apocalypse. Exactly. Um, it is Father's Day today. Cool. Wow. Drew's first Father's Day. It's true. Happy Father's Day, Drew. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and I wrote a, 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 a supposedly an incredible blog in May that I got a, a lot of response from people that had no clue who were paying attention to me. Um, I wrote this blog and a lot of people said something. And then I was like, so what am I going to write in June? And, of course, the tail end of May, the George Floyd thing happened and the protesting and COVID still being a thing. And it's like, I have no idea what to write. Because I wanted to kind of do a fun, jovial kind of a blog, and I'm rotating my upper hip like a retard. (laughs) 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 May have to edit that out like an idiot. There you go. (laughs) And then, uh, but it doesn't make any sense right now. Mm. It just feels so much weight. Drew and I talked about that in the last episode of just what the hell is going on. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't really know what to write, but mm-hmm. one of the things I thought about doing is working on the technology of making the show actually live. And this is the first time announcing it to the table. So there you go. Um, so I'm gonna have to start wearing pants. Yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> That's how live works for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it will probably be a single camera thing, uh, maybe the GoPro, because I have. Se- oh, you mean like video yeah too. i like thought you video. meant like live like i'm gonna wear like, a three-piece suit I I'm hey. <laughs> um i have one i'll bust out the buttons but i we'll, have one we have to have a suit day then <laughs> no suit podcast yeah, yeah it'd be awesome completely unnecessary yeah it's true i'm still working out the minor details of all of that because that's kind of a big jump from doing a recorded podcast to now a live there'll be a camera probably over in this quadrant, and no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I know what you're talking about. You can edit it out. Uh, uh, no, on. I'm leaving it in because that's hilarious content for a podcast. <laughs> um, and putting it on Twitch and YouTube just to see what happens. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, because one thing I've been thinking about, uh, this month marks the one year since I've left church ministry. 
for the first time in like five or six years. It's been one year since I left church ministry and I keep getting roadblocks for doing this in my head. Like, oh, look, you don't have that many subscribers or not many people are listening to this or you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. And a lot of doubt. And I'm like, mm, that makes me want to do this even more because mm-hmm. there's something here and I have to investigate that and I have to explore it. So why not? Um, so that's kind of the brain juices that I've been focusing on is what, how can I make the show bigger and better? And even if I don't have a big budget, we can still set up a camera and somehow do it that way. I mean, I think honestly in that aspect, it's kind of as we are being more comfortable with it because like people at my work now that I have a podcast, that's slightly terrifying for me, but at the same time, we're a little bit more comfortable about talking about the fact we have a podcast. I think each of us individually so well i have no shame anyway i just have shame when it comes to my professional life (laughs) i I have a lot of shame (laughs) i was just born into shame (laughs) just born into it but you don't really just like you just like you just like throw it out there I love the Bane reference. I love the Bane reference. Molded by it. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I have, the the only shame I have about the podcast is like, I don't want to keep talking about it. When I have like just a casual conversation, oh yeah, like we brought that up in the podcast. You should listen. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? So it's kind of like, how do I still promote it, but not be that weird guy that only talks about his podcast? So that's my also, the, something I've been working on, and I've talked about it with everyone at the table already, is sometime in August, doing a like Bible study. Basically, what we do with the podcast, we eat and we talk, um, but doing more of a Bible study thing. Um, and that's probably going to happen sometime in August. Yeah. Perfect. Unsubscribe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Delete. <laughs> um these are the things that I've been dealing with and then taking lots of naps and working my, it's uh, 12 hours. You guys with naps. I wish I could nap. My brain does not allow it. I, 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 okay. I normally don't. Like, that one day was a total fluke. I don't know how that happened for me. So yesterday, I, I took a five-minute nap. Five minutes. And I was like, back. I'm ready. For whatever reason, my body doesn't allow it. Mm-hmm. Kate? Fell asleep on my shoulder for like an hour. I just sat there with a glass of wine, like, okay, I'm fine. I'm dead here. <laughs> yeah, but for five minutes, I was watching a UFC fight that was not good. It was like a very boring fight. I just woke up and was like, huh, okay, nothing happened in this fight. That was five minutes. And I slept, and I just envy anyone that could pass out for longer than that. It just it doesn't happen for me at all. How? How? Teach me. I, I don't know. Have a baby. Oh, no. Stop that now. <laughs> stop that right now. I have a few years left. Come on. I've been doing this weird thing where I'll get up at like 6 o'clock and then go to the bathroom and then go back to sleep until like noon. I don't... I, I feel broken. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, how does that happen? Like, why am I sleeping so long? But yeah, I don't envy that part. That no. sounds rough. No. no, so I've been trying to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier so I have like, yeah, I don't routine. know, some of my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it's... This quarantine has totally messed with me. Considering I used to wake up at like four fifty every morning to go to work. Okay, speak of the sorry, my fiance just Snapchatted me that she's napping right now. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I'm like very jealous right now. That's what I would be doing if I wasn't doing this. 
I mean, Drew naps on the podcast all the time. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> hey, when I <laughs> get on this couch, man, I'm just like, all right, let's go to sleep. <laughs> it's time to go. Well, that, that is Tyler's couch. So we can we have to enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, because Tyler is leaving in December now. So what's what's gonna replace it? Hockey furniture? Is that what we're yes? Gonna hockey furniture? Hockey pads? There's, I have a couch over there. Literally just you. hockey sticks that you oh, sit on. That one there? That's no, not the one closer. <laughs> one it's farther. It's actually behind that entertainment. Chair. All right, we should stop talking about it like this because no one <laughs> can like, see it. There's no camera. This is yeah. great okay. content. Yeah. <laughs> can I smell your dick? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you uh, have no. to play that song now. <laughs> just so and then get sued. Kind of understand. <laughs> All I know is, okay, I'll explain it. There was a song that was referenced <laughs> today. That was the lyric. And I go, please explain. And I got the explanation of the song. And that hook sounds like a Michael McDonald song, I feel like. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to hear Michael McDonald sing. Can I smell your dick? <laughs> and I'd be like, that's the best song ever to play at my wedding. Perfect. So. I can't wait until we're live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I haven't been editing the podcast as much. Just to see. Right. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, so I guess we'll get into the main portion of the topic, and I'm going to set this up a little bit. Um, have you ever been around a little kid, and you're trying to explain something like, how does a light switch work? And you're like, oh, you just turn it on. But Why? Well, because, you know, that's how electrici- electricity works. But why? And you constantly get the why and the why. And I feel like Christians do this a lot. Like, why do you believe in Christianity? Because, okay. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> you know, just because. Because finally, you, as a parent, you get so frustrated at your little kid that you're like, just because. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what a lot of Christians do, just just because my parents were Christians, my great grandfather was a Christian. We came over on the Mayflower as Christians, and I just, I just kind of wanted to put that to the table. Like, so why are you, or why aren't you a Christian? It's funny you you texted me yesterday what the topic <laughs> was, and I was like, crap, because in my head I'm going through a time in my life where I don't know what I am. I don't know. I can't say 100% that I am and 100% that I'm not. And today I was unpacking and I found all of these C.S. Lewis books that I have. And I remember reading them. And that was a time in my life where I knew I was a Christian. I knew I believed in Jesus Christ. I knew where I was spiritually. And I, I put them all up and I just thought today, I was like, I don't even know right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't, that doubt really kicked in for me, um, after college, it's stuck with me now for, you know, 12 years or whatever it's been. And it just hasn't changed. And I was like, crap, I feel like I'm going to be a person that's going to be like, I don't have an answer, but that's my honest feeling right now. I, there's moments where, so today I was cleaning out the condo before, you know, coming over here and I'll take the last remnants of things to the house. And I, was walking through and I had this moment today where I was like, God, if you would have told me two years ago that I would be engaged, that I would have a house, that I would be engaged also to my best friend as well. That's probably a a big highlight for me 
that I would be very healthy mentally right now, I wouldn't believe you. And there was a moment in there I just said, wow, thank you, God. And I was like, whoa, that hasn't happened in a long time. So obviously there's a part of me that does, but then there's a very logical side to me as well that looks at a lot of inaccuracies in the Bible, that looks at the things, the things the church does, I look at it as, well, that's the people in the church. That's not necessarily the message that we should be all taking, but I still can't help but feel it. You know, I still can't help but feel, you know, the history of the assemblies of God where it was quite racist. And I have a problem with that. Now, granted, they've done a, they did a very good apology where they invited, I believe it was leaders of the church of Christ who were African-Americans they washed their feet, and then they as a as a form of apology for that, and that's great. But that history of it is still there with me. Um, yeah, there's there's that pain that I feel from my experiences in the church, mm-hmm. and so th- I hold on to that too. But at the same time, I had that feeling today where I was like, "Thank you, God." I was like, "Of all the days, today I felt that." Mm-hmm. Right. It was very 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 striking me emotionally today and it's it's probably more of an emotional question than anything just just my take on it so yeah Hmm. fair enough yeah go ahead curtis can you repeat the question (laughs) (laughs) why why (laughs) (laughs) oh right that's the one you need another beer don't you (laughs) no Oh, I was gonna go get you one. Oh, I mean, if you want to go get me a beer, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say no to someone going to get me a beer. Because I feel like the more you drink, the more is gonna come out, and it's gonna be fascinating. Don't encourage him, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have things to do after this podcast. <laughs> oh, right. I don't, I don't need to be one. completely trash. All right, I won't get it. Um, I don't even know where I lost it. Really, I don't remember the last time that I like genuinely said like to you oh thank god like i feel like i say it more ironically than anything yeah i'm there too yeah Yeah. but i i haven't felt that in myself and it's just not anything relating to what's going on in the world today with covid and how strange the world is it's just been my life and i feel like a lot of it has been due to how i've been burned by the church and how the church just doesn't feel to represent or it I don't feel the church represents the people as much as it should and that's where I get stuck where people like I don't want to ever be put in a box to where someone asks like what's your religion that feels like such a strange question for so many reasons today and I would like I mean I'll default in saying that I'm Christian but I won't be I don't know. I'm lukewarm in that that okay. mindset. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Drew Schaefer. So Drew looked at me and nodded like, "Can you talk?" Uh, so, <laughs> uh, where to begin? So before we got married, we decided to do some marriage counseling. Yeah. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm the one talking right now. So, um, I don't like hearing myself, though. I'll take this off. So, uh, before we got married, we did some marriage counseling. And the 
person who married us basically said, you have to believe the same thing or else I won't marry you. And um, which I, it has its pros and cons. I think that it really helped us in that we were trying to get on the same page as far as what we believed. And I think for us, um, I view like Christianity kind of like a triangle when you're married. So like I am going toward Christ and wanting to be more like him. And Drew is going toward Christ and wanting to be more like him. And um, the example that Christ gave was one of like sacrifice. So um, like laying his life down, there's a lot of like really beautiful marriage like Christ died for the church and the church is supposed to honor him. And so there's like a lot of good marital different things, um, symbolism within the church. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. And then another thing that I did when I was younger, cause I was like, this isn't just like you die and then you're like, well, maybe I was wrong. And <laughs> so I did some research on it and, um, Christianity like is one of the few things that like claims to have a living like Christ is alive and everywhere else like the religions are the people that led the religion are dead so that's a big deal for me like there are definitely things that are not great within the church like you were saying Caleb that where it's like uh, um, and that it, there is that mindset of like well humans are sinners and they don't represent the gospel well the gospel was perfectly put out there by christ and um it's not a works-based religion so although it's really represented in the culture to be works-based it's um it's a faith-based religion and you're relying on the work that christ did rather than your own good works so those are the reasons that I would say my why of mm. coming back to Christianity and still believing in it, even despite the human brokenness of the religion. For sure. <laughs> uh, well, Schaefer and I are kind of on the same page here um, with that kind of stuff. I struggled in the past with believing that when I was doing good things, it was somehow reinforcing that I deserved to go to heaven or something like that. And, um, came to the realization that that's not what it's all about. It's not about me. It's about God and what he has done for me and Christ and what he's done for me. And, um, the, it's kind of a hard explanation to really say why, I am a Christian. Um, it's kind of one of those things where, obviously, it's not an acceptable answer to just say just because, but I can't really just explain it to you. It can only be shown to you, you know? You have to experience it for yourself, kind of like what Caleb was saying with it's an emotional thing. It's not something that you can really just put into words and say, these are the reasons why. I mean... Um, Kind of along the same lines, Caleb, you know, if you would have asked me a few years ago if I was going to be married, looking for a house, having a kid, all that kind of stuff, I'd be like, hell no. Like, 
I'm not even close to being at that point in my life, but you know, we're here and these things are happening and it's amazing. Um, and I think that just kind of reinforces my, my belief system is that, you know, I am getting rewarded. I'm getting the things that I've wanted out of life. You know, life is still difficult. I still have to experience all this crap and work through it, but that doesn't change, you know, all the good things that I know I'm receiving through God and being faithful to Him. Um, so. You know, there was... I wanted to add one more thing, too. This happened... I saw this during... Um, I think I've got a little bit of feedback there. Sorry. Yeah, I'm hearing... I think I'm up really loud now that I talk again. Uh-oh. Can you, that, that sounds being... a little better now for me. Um, one thing that I noticed recently that... So growing up, a lot of my friends were, um, you know, different ethnicities. I had friends that were, you know, from, from India, uh, African-American friends, Asian friends. So the whole Black Lives Matter movement is really touching my soul a lot. It's really hitting me hard. And I, I found myself getting very emotional about these things. Like, uh, just, I, I would cry randomly. Um, and one thing that really just, I started bawling when I saw it was there was a, there was these two churches that came together. One was, it looked like an African American church and another was predominantly Caucasian and the Caucasian church, they got on their knees in front of the African American church and started asking for forgiveness for the sins of white people to African Americans in this country for the past, for the present, um, you know, for everything that's happened to them. And the, the African American church was so touched by it that many of them just started crying out loud and they felt some sort of joy, some sort of relief over that, you know? And then the African American church, they all got down on their knees and everyone is on their knees facing each other. And they were saying just how, how much that meant to them, just praying to God saying, thank you for this moment. Hopefully we don't hold on to bitterness for these for, for this years of terrible things that have happened to us, but we, we appreciate what they've done. I, that was, that came up like, I think it was about two months ago, I guess I saw that. And that was a moment for me where I was like, God, religion can be good. Religion, look how it brought these people together in the middle of this pandemic that's happened. Maybe we've all had to slow down a little bit and be a little more sensitive. Maybe that's forced some sensitivity into us that we maybe needed, I, or maybe it's, it's dulled some people. I don't know, but I found myself crying watching this because I just thought of my friends who I might've missed and religion did that for these people. It brought them together like that. And maybe that softened me up a little bit to where today I could just out of the blue say, thank you God for where I've come from two years ago to where I am now. Um, that was something I really think I, I just wanted to highlight that maybe that's how I got to today. It was a couple months ago, just seeing this random video on Facebook or wherever it was. So Right, right. Well, and I think you are on a very solid point in like, you know, I like to think and I like to hope that this softened a lot of people up, but I'm seeing where some people just got harder for whatever reason. Yeah. And that really came to fruition because of all of the uh, the George Floyd situation. I actually got together with a friend a couple of weeks ago, and we spent the, the day together. And after talking about all of it for hours upon hours, like it really just came down to, man, I wish people would just show more compassion for each other. 
It's plain and simple. Yeah. It's not a religion thing. It's not a race thing. It's just if we could start meeting people in their living rooms who are hurting over the people they've lost, Mm -hmm. then we might be able to understand the other side of what's on the other side of the fence. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, my my friends will. I, I don't know. So I remember this instance, I think it was in the sixth grade. We were being stupid sixth graders, two of my best friends. One of them's going to be a groomsman. Uh, we, for whatever reason, told one of them's little brother to call 911 from a payphone. Stupid kid stuff. We did it from a payphone, but then we went over to the other side of the movie theater after doing the fake call to 911. Okay, stupid kid stuff. Hang up the phone, but we walk over to the other side of the movie theater where there were other payphones. And we're standing there. It's me, a white kid, with two uh, biracial guys and another black guy. And the policeman didn't talk to me. He went and talked to them about it, mm-hmm. saying, oh, we heard that there were phone calls right here made to 911. A, they weren't in that right spot. They were on the other spot. But he was changing facts in order to fit the story to put it on us. And even though we did it, he didn't look at me at all. He looked at them in that instance. I totally forgot about that. And then all of this stuff kind of came up. And I realized, um, oh, my God, that was an instance where I totally benefited from something there. And I forgot about it. And I just let it go because I'm a dummy. You know, I'm an ignorant white person that doesn't have to deal with the police the same way they do. But then my friends then had to deal with that there. And that lack of compassion I had it just kind of maybe it's been brought back out a little bit more where it's like I needed this I guess and honestly a little bit of prayer along the way has kind of crept into my life Mm. and so the why now is kind of becoming even more hazy for me why do I do I or do I not I can't even get to that point right now I feel like I was like crap I'm not gonna be any use to Tim at all today. (laughs) (laughs) no it's about the conversation really is to me because I have so many thoughts going on in my brain, <clears throat> having done church ministry for practically ever, um, coming up on like 15 years, and now I'm a year removed from a church ministry, and the story that really affected me and has turned me, and this is going to sound funny, uh, turned me against the church. And let me caveat that. I mean, big church, conglomerate, organization, church. I still believe in the church as the people. This is a church, I think. Hey, because it's about the people, right? Um, One of the things that the story that really affected me is in the Bible, the woman in the well. I love that story so much, and it really hit me in a different way. I've heard it a million times. I've even preached that message a million times. Uh, But I never noticed this point. Jesus didn't care about her race, didn't care that she was with other people, didn't care. He just said, come to the well anyway. And that's the mentality we, or me as a Christian, need to have. I don't really care what you're doing. I shouldn't care. I care because I love you and I hope that it's not harming you. There's that, there's empathy. But there's not so much you're sinning, you're going to hell. It's more of, I'm just going to love you and and direct you towards the well because that's my job as a Christian. And the church isn't doing that by far. I can tell you that being in ministry 
as an authority figure, and I use air quotes there, the church isn't doing that. It is not loving well. It is gatekeeping. It is judgmental. It is pushing more and more people away from the gospel. And even I heard that a little bit in our conversation of the church has hurt me, the church has pushed me away. That's not the gospel. That's not what he stood for. I think he would be flipping over tables in the modern church today. I really, really believe that. And one of the books that have affected me is a doofy little book called Eating Your Way Through the Gospel of Luke. And he talks about how Jesus spent more time in people's homes than he did in church, just eating, drinking, and having those conversations. What do you think Jesus would like to eat? They probably he would love that chicken salad. <laughs> uh, yeah. I kind of feel like Jesus would be like a taco guy. <laughs> Maybe. He would be like an artisan taco guy. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I just think that because I love tacos. <laughs> <laughs> and because I'm white, I imagine Jesus to be white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so that's my mentality right now. Uh, and I've had all this weird and crazy stuff happened to me. If you would have asked me a couple years ago, do you see yourself being 35, living a bachelor life with two cars and a nice house? I would have said, hell no. Especially not divorce, especially not being in ministry. And me going, you know what, I, I still I still have this belief. And why do I believe this? Because I see the church doing all this wrong. And even a big pastor, I won't release his name, but you can just Google this phrase called being white is a blessing. That happened in a mega church, big pastor who's written books, who is the authority, air quotes again, in Christianity, said being white is a blessing. What the hell? Yeah. Is that the gospel? We worship, supposedly we worship a guy who's a Middle Eastern Jew. That. That. <laughs> like, no. Jesus isn't white. Like, right. He was not white. Right. And and then I, I get the flip side of that on Facebook. We're like, well, there's no white people in the Bible. And I'm like, wasn't Paul born in Tarsus in Turkey? Wasn't Wouldn't that be like Greco-Roman white? Yeah. So uh, whatever. It, it, the fact that the race card is being put in there is just mind-boggling because I'm like, we all need to be coming to the well. And I think t yeah. Caleb just saw who it was and was shocked. Oh, I don't even care about the guy. I'm just reading more about it, and I kind of want to kick him in the dick. <laughs> But that, do you know who that is, Caleb? Like, that's a no. big, oh, you don't know who that is? No. Okay, never mind. I don't like him, though. I don't like him either. Yeah, I don't know him, but I don't Just like based him. on this interaction alone? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the sad. the two paragraphs I just read, Fair. I was like, oh, man, let's kick this guy in the penis. <laughs> and he has, like, one of the biggest mega churches ever. Like, he has several campuses. And he says this. And it's like, oh, it makes me so angry because that's just turning more people away from Jesus and because we're not representing them very well. I think Drew just found it. Yeah. Do you think... <laughs> it actually really, really makes me mad. Right? Do you think... Do you think that it was that person. Do you think if... Okay, now, church, <laughs> that last thing you said makes me curious. Everyone do it. Uh, go ahead and look it up. It's worth it. it just is. a thought. Do you feel like a church would do better numbers with a pastor who focused on business or the Bible? Oh, business, 100%. Isn't that sad, though? And I'm not saying all like like being a businessman is bad. That's obviously a very good thing. But, um, what? I don't. 
Yeah, I didn't know who it was either. So. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't but care. isn't it sad to think that in the modern church that what makes someone more successful isn't really someone who uh, studies the Word, that lives hopefully a fruitful life that follows the Bible? Uh, no, it's probably someone who kind of understands business admin. Over anything. I can tell you from working at a church and being on volunteer church, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It is what is the trend, what is the hashtag that we need to use. Instead of just, I don't know, uh, talking about the man, yeah. Jesus, yeah. instead of these topical messages that are more like pseudo-psychology and self-help instead of like, we need to be talking about the well, like yeah. that. And, and also those kind of things probably lead to people maybe not being able to answer the question why. Yeah. It's exactly why. And not figuring it out until a lot later. Is it, you're kind of <laughs> throwing out the podcast already. That's exactly what it is. I'm so sorry. I should just see myself. Out. No, no. It's no. perfectly fine. You just read who it was, too? He probably doesn't know who it is. I don't know who that guy was, but I, I got down to three paragraphs. <laughs> I was like... Dear God, yeah. yeah. We need to go find this guy and kick him You need head. another beer, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I read a headline and I was pissed. So yeah. Seriously. I even have to and what's funny is those you guys just Googled what I just said and it pops up. Yeah. Like that I'm not exaggerating. No, you're not that's, exaggerating that's at all. Time <laughs> and like the article that I like read a quick synopsis on, like it got too it got so far down as to say like the blessing of slavery. Oh yep. yeah, that's yep. that's where I no. like more or less. <laughs> Fuck that. That's where I more or less threw my Sorry. phone. No. That's, no. And this is a major Christian authority figure. And I'm like, what the? What? Yeah. No the, wonder people no. are running away from Christianity because they're assholes. Yeah. Like. Sorry, that's not acceptable. Uh, like, that's not. It's that's not. not what Christ wanted. No. At all. His, his whole thing was about freedom. Mm-hmm. It's for freedom that I set you free. Like, that's a biblical concept, and if you're just trying to say that that's a blessing to have slavery, like, that's... Oh, that makes me pissed. <laughs> I'm mad. Oh, it's so hurtful, too. It's so right? that is a That is a message of pain that they've just given out to uh, a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope that person feels some pain that they've... Like, the emotional pain that they've put out. Oh, not the kicks in the dick that he should be getting? Oh, yeah. He needs a good old... Like, a good, like, wheelhouse kick. Just a good, kick. like... It's a good, like, wind-up soccer kick. An axe kick, where it starts up and then <laughs> gravity comes down on the dick and balls. But and I, I'm legitimately meeting this. That's an emotional pain that people feel from that. Obviously, I don't understand what that pain is. Right. No. But I hope that pastor does get to understand, looks someone in the eyes, and sees the pain that they've given someone, and they feel it back. That's the worst, I think, that they, the worst thing that they could feel from out of that. I'm just, ugh. It's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even have proper words for it. It just made me so angry. And when I was talking to you guys before we started the pod, it just encourages me more and you said it like do you think a business person or a person actually reading the gospel would be more successful i can tell you why this pod isn't that successful and we're using the term successful like numbers numbers, numbers, numbers and money that's what we mean. basically yeah. and i can tell you from the pod like you look at when i pulled up episode one has like almost 40 listens which is awesome for a middling podcast that i only put up on my social media 40 people have listened to that first and then you can see the downward spiral happen and it kind of goes like this now mm-hmm. because we're fighting our audience i'm pissing people off mm. yeah. and i was hoping i was hoping caleb you'll love this 
I was hoping that yesterday I would go to a car show. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The car show mm-hmm. at the church that I used to work at. Just to see the reactions. Just to see if they would try to talk to me. Just to see if they would approach me. Uh, because I haven't at all. And I heard from someone that is very close to... Uh, I'm kind of in contact with every now and then. Um, I was like, hey, you live in St. Charles. Come... You know, we'll sit in lawn chairs or buy my car and we'll talk. And they're like, no, absolutely not. I'm not going to that church ever again. Like, I don't even be in the parking lot because they have have sent me crap and they don't talk to me, but they keep sending me messages and they keep trying to get me back involved, but they won't actually talk to me. And it's like, cool. Me being me, I want to poke the bear. I want to, oh, yeah, you want to hear my views? Listen to the podcast where I shame you. I mean, if you'd have told me that's what you wanted to do, I'd have filled up a cooler with beer and we could have gone on. <laughs> no alcohol is allowed on the premise because yeah. it is a church. Um, you have a flask? Obviously. <laughs> but it, but it, I didn't go because it was kind of raining and crap and I didn't want to bring that's my Mustang fair. That's out. fair. But yeah, I wanted to bring that up because it's like, oh, I just wanted to be in their face and be like, oh. You I'd have pulled the church. America card. You're like, you need to get off this premise because you're not allowed to drink here. This is America. Thank you. <laughs> America. America. <laughs> um, and that's why I kind of want to do this thing in August and, and develop this because I know I'm making people angry and I know that I'm telling the truth how I see it. And I think the church is doing it completely wrong. And that's why people are mad at me for it. Mm. I really think that. I think it's think it's right if you think what you're doing is right and the only people that you're hurting are the ones who are committing the crime the, i'm saying crime committing uh, uh error of their way then you're doing the right thing well and i'm gonna pat myself more in the back here i have a couple of people on this couch who are saying i don't know if i'm a christian or not but i'll do your pod yeah. am i doing something right yeah you're still <laughs> here <laughs> you're still here yeah. because a lot of what i'm saying i bet you agree with yeah. Yeah. So it's right, and we need to have these conversations. And I'm not going to, Caleb. We need to talk about the Bible and what you're doing. Like, no bullshit. We're going to eat food and have conversations. I, whatever, because that's going to do more for the, our relationship and maybe your relationship with him than anything else. Mm-hmm. Than anything that the church is going to provide for you. I agree. Right. Yeah. Well, you were talking about earlier with the woman at the well. I was trying to look it up, but I think she was a Samaritan, yep. which has, uh, so it's A, she was a woman, mm-hmm. which a man talking to a woman back then oh, was a big yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. And then I think Samaritans were like a mixed race, kind of like Israelite and Babylonian, perhaps. Uh, they were considered like the devil to the Jewish person. Right, yeah. That's it was like really, really a big deal for him to talk. And it was, I think the... Longest recorded conversation that Jesus had in the Bible. Maybe. And I don't know. I Like I said, I have to, have to do some research on it. But, like, that was a very, very significant conversation that he had. And he, you know, was, like, he was very well aware of her situation. It wasn't like he was, like, trying to fish for information. Like, he, was, he knew that she had, knew. like, multiple lovers and was committing sins or whatever. And he just had the conversation anyway and he said i want to give you living water which is you know she was like i want this water that you're talking about and he says i want to give you living water he still wanted to save her while she was yet a sinner like 
and wanted to have that conversation. And that's the leadership that we should follow. Right. As Christians. It, it wasn't so much, hey, stop doing this and become a Christian. It was like, just come to the well anyway. Right. Like, just. Yeah. And I mean, Christ did say at, throughout his ministry, like, leave your sin and come follow me. He does say that. Right. But and it's not like, you know. It's that, not like God would expect you to fix everything. In right. A, in exactly. A moment. So. Right. No. Like, he wants you to follow him while you're sinning so that you can, like, come to know him and be changed right drink from that living water and the the problem with modern churches is that isn't material that right. isn't paper like you can't you can't put that on paper so then you have to judge people and you have to say well you're not doing this and this and this because you're this and this and this instead of actually trusting the very thing the holy spirit that is supposed to be moving people closer to him right we want to force that and then judge people and then cram it down their throats to have our agenda yeah like uh, it just aggravates me. Like, uh, so I've went to a Baptist college, so I had that dogma drowned my throat mm-hmm. of the Baptist, you know, women can't talk in church, don't dance, don't drink, kind of stuff. F- for real, while going to an Assemblies of God church, which was very much, you know, kind of progressive, but also you have to speak in tongues or else you don't have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> what? To, to then going to a Presbyterian church that are like, well, women are still kind of uh, scary, but we baptize our babies. I will say <laughs> women are women scary. Women are scary. Women do <laughs> scare me. Yeah. I've seen my fiance mad. That scares me. Man. Uh, and it's just like, why why are we so worried about the dogma? Why? Why? Why have we layered all this bullshit human crap on top of it? Because it makes more business sense. And tribalism, too. Tribalism. It becomes more of an argument. It becomes, I own this now. This is where I'm drawing my line in sand and I'm huddling up. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and I don't think there's all bad things within the church. I no, all bad for, things. <laughs> I think it's good for people the to call are out crummy. issues. <laughs> I think it's good for the church to call out issues when they see them, but they need to do it internally before yeah. they do it externally. Absolutely. So, like, you, you are, you know, messing up this situation. You need to go to your brother and like make amends. So, but they don't. They don't. Do but that's that. not what they. That's they not sure always do. the issue. Like that's an it's, issue within the it's church. It's like getting through an initiation phase, and that's pretty sad. Like, yeah. are you going to pass our initiation? Uh, well, well, we'll give you another chance. Here's what you got to do to get through our the next level of initiation. Yeah, here's yeah. more dogma that you have to swallow. Yeah, and and uh, some people sadly are just so hungry for acceptance that they'll probably keep pushing through until they get the right answer, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I see where you're coming from on it. And probably what we have is we have a lot of people want to get into a hive mind in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, gather together with something, a bubble. How about that? Protect the queen, protect the queen. Yes. <laughs> am I the queen in this situation? Yes. Yes, you are. Okay. You are. And I am the rook. I don't know. I just want to pick a random chess piece. Well, we're talking about bees. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The hive mind. The hive is that what mind? that's from? That's about bees, yeah. Be- yeah bees. I thought it was about chess. No. This is the episode. <laughs> I was like, wait, switching metaphors. This is the episode where you find out Caleb is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Any, I don't know where I was going. I don't know anything, but I'm a rook. Perfect. <laughs> Rookie. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. You're a bishop. A bishop? 
Yeah, it's another chess piece. Sure. What's the castle thing? Is that the rook? That's a rook. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the horse? Knight. 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 Okay. I don't know chess. Mm. I know bees. I don't. <laughs> I don't pawns. About They're pawns. Mm. All, all I know is if I'm... We, if we want to connect this analogy, <laughs> bees are pawns. Yes. Okay. Yep. All I know is I'm the I queen, know. I guess? Yes. <laughs> all right. Cool. That's the best. That's the best chess piece. Yeah, I know. Okay, good. Yeah, you said you right. didn't know anything about chess. Well, I know the queen is the best. Okay, let's and the get king back is the worst. The king, king sucks. Yeah, the king is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Moves one spot <laughs> and what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he can barely run away. He's like croaking away. On this episode of We Explain Chess, Caleb's <laughs> <laughs> very chess. stupid. <laughs> it's a very dumb game. <laughs> so I've had all these crazy thoughts. Like, am I starting a cult? Is that what's happening? Am I doing that, or uh, do, am I Bender, where I have I my thing, where I have blackjack and hookers? Like what? I haven't seen any Kool Aid yet, so <laughs> no. I think we're in good shape. There's also <laughs> several things after taking one class on cults in college. It cults want to control your money and your sex life. Those are the two big things. So if they get a hold of those, well, you're in going trouble. back to the bee analogy, the worker bees do have sex with the queen. I'm just saying. I am not having <laughs> yeah, sex. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going out. Down that road. Out. <laughs> yep. Unsubscribe. Yep. Unsubscribe. That's probably costing you viewers right there. <laughs> so, I in August when we start this thing, I did want to serve Kool Aid just as a joke because mm. it's funny to me. <laughs> Go ahead. We all have like the stained mustache. Uh, What's funny? That's a reference from like when did that happen? In the seventies. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's still seventy years. <laughs> yeah, seventy years. It's been seven. No, like the nineteen seventies. Yeah, so it's fifty. So it's 50. almost been fifty years. Okay, good because I don't want to feel that old. <laughs> I don't. I wasn't around in the seventies, but man, that would make me feel old. I want to say like seventy five, seventy six, but I could be completely wrong. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I want to serve Kool Aid to my cult. <laughs> if I if I showed up in a robe, would you guys be? Weird? What what kind of robe? I don't know. Is it gonna say like Ric Flair on the back? It'll look like <laughs> the dazzle. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yes. Then I'm all about that. All right. Cool. 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 <laughs> um, it, it's just because I feel so passionately about what the church has done that I feel like I need to do something about it. And for some reason, all these people that I know are surrounding me, saying, "Hey, do something," and I'm like. All right, I guess I'm gonna do something now. I mean, why not? Why not? Um, I never asked myself why I believe what I believe, but I do because. So, um, so you can't even answer your own question. No, I can't actually. Uh, for me, it is the experiences I have seen within people and the change within people, the love that just seems extraordinary, supernatural, especially from coming from a loser kid like me, like seeing that love in the flesh definitely changed me. But then my more logical historical brain kicks in and I start digging into it and I start digging into Christ and how we have all these evidence evidence of Christ actually, actually existing and even going further back, the Egyptians talking about David and how they worship this crazy God who did amazing things to all this history that's there. And then looking at like other history and going, we have less information about these certain people, like, I don't know, Alexander the Great, than we do about like the Bible and Jesus. 
and yet we consider that fact. But you know, the Bible, mm. no, we can't consider that fact because it's supernatural. And it's like, how how can we justify those two things? One is one hundred percent accurate because of less data than we have on the Bible, and it just, that just breaks my brain a little bit. Like I can't I can't reason why one would be true and not the other based on the same sort of data. I think, be- I think because Alexander the Great did not turn water into wine. <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's probably one thing that kind of hurts it a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, just putting that. Right. But I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not trying to put anything down or anything. It's it's That's where people have a tough time is the supernatural because we live in a time where I feel like we need a little supernatural occasionally. If If... I saw a miracle in front of me where water was turned into wine. A, I would drink it. <laughs> B, uh, I would, I would get a refill. I would get a refill. <laughs> I would judge it to be like, hmm, nice Chardonnay here. But I would also, I would also probably take it a little bit more because we need it. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so that's probably what trips up some people with it. Oh, for sure, for sure. So totally get it. Um. I don't know where to go from here because we've talked about so much. Yeah, I'm just thinking about Chardonnays right now. So mm. I'm thinking about blackjack and hookers. So it's yeah. fine. Okay. I'm thinking about that chicken salad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned how I feel like I'm binger and I'm starting my own thing with blackjack and hookers. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. yeah. No, I'm on the same page. I I got where you were going. Oh, thank you. Thank you. At least someone's following me. Yeah, Drew, what are you? What are you? Futurama. What are you looking at? I'm listening. Don't worry about <laughs> it. I, I'm very worried. This is how Drew actually podcasts. We're just not used to seeing it. (laughs) (laughs) It has been a long time. Um, Do you think that it's a big problem that a lot of Christians can't answer this question? I mean, we had people that didn't really know. But when someone says, like, I'm an authority figure and I believe in this verbatim, but they don't have, like, any answers, do you think that's a problem? I think it's a problem when they call themselves an authority figure. Yeah. Okay. Because... I think that's a a big thing that we forget. At least the Christians that I know do not consider themselves authority figures within their religion, you know. And I think um, big megachurch guys that call themselves authority figures and the media portrays them as such, it's like these people don't, don't know anything. Like, they're... They're businessmen. They're not religious leaders. They're not re- truly religious and spiritual leaders. They're not. Th- they're taking people's money, and they're buying mansions with it. That's what they're doing. Or jets. Or jets. <laughs> you know, and I think that's where <laughs> perception is not reality. I guess you know, um, people see what they see because it's fed to them and then that's what they believe you know based on what they've seen and unfortunately it's hard to make a paradigm shift there and say this is not really what you're is going on and i think to an extent it is what's going on because leaders in church are not necessarily great these days at least i don't think they are right um but I also think that it's okay not to be able to answer questions. Um, and I think people have to accept something that Schaefer and I have dealt with in our marriage. Schaefer says I don't know to almost every single question that I ask her. 
and it has taken me a long time to just be okay with the answer of I don't know. But it's like it's a real answer. It's legitimate. Just like yes and no are acceptable. I don't know is just as acceptable. Right. And people have to be willing to say, okay. You know? I I mean I have a little bit to add on to that is because I know that there are a lot of people out there that don't accept like when you say, Hey, I don't know about this, like people will call you stupid. Right. Mm. Like yeah. I've run into that a lot over the past few months. And I've never been of the mindset where it's an issue to admit that you don't know something that's to me that's always been like you're willing to accept your vulnerabilities you're willing to accept where you lack and you're willing to learn from new information agreed yeah i think it's okay to say i don't know maybe the first time or the second time or the third time but eventually it i think it's a good idea to like sit down with what you what you think and like go deeper into your why. I think it's okay to like to try and figure it out or work on figuring it out. I think it's okay to to say I don't know. Obviously Drew was like she says I don't know a lot. It's because I don't. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Um, you know, it's it's something that it it's a good idea to sit with if you want to, if you're ready, when you're ready. For sure. Yeah, I th- I think this is coming from a person who is very open to anyone where you are in life and I can just accept anyone hearing people say, I don't know is super refreshing because I feel like people, we can look on our phones and get the answers to everything. It seems like we would want, we can Google the answer to whatever we want. So when I hear someone say, Oh, I don't know. That's so honest and refreshing. And I, if I hear a pastor say like, you know what, honestly, I can't answer that right now. I would that. respect that pastor a million times over, but pastors, I feel like, are kind of put in a position to where they can't be honest. They have a board that would be like, "Excuse us, mm-hmm. we 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 pay you, we pay you, man. <laughs> you understand? You're you're on our payroll." Um, they have that kind of pressure, and they probably do feel the weight of that, especially if they have families. Oh my God. Um, I will give it up to a lot of pastors to where um, I feel sorry for them. Yeah. If yep. they are in a place where they're struggling, they probably could talk to another pastor about it, but they, that maybe not, I don't know. I, I feel like they, another pastor might understand where they're coming from at least, but they have to internalize that with their flock. They have to internalize that because if they have any sort of issue and it gets out, they could lose their job. And so many pastors aren't trained to do something else other than be a pastor. So what would they go into after that? Yep. So yeah. I hope the church could be a little understanding of a pastor who is struggling. And maybe they show a little bit of vulnerability for once. Heaven forbid they struggle like you. Right. Right. Just a human. Yep. Who yep. happens to be leading. Yeah. Who's put in that position. Right. It's true. Yeah. Um, you reminded me of a story, Drew, that popped in my head with the private jet thing. Years and years ago, I was probably 17, 18 years old, uh, the youth pastor that I was involved with <clears throat> would take us to these leadership conferences all over the country, wherever. I think this one was in Oklahoma. Um, I forget the name of the ministry. I just remember the guy. Here we are, the small little church, maybe 
50 kids at the max, 70 kids at camp, most of the time, 20 to 30. Um, and we show up to this place. First off, the the bedding, we were thinking like a hotel. It was like a barracks. Yeah, just like, you know, three beds stacked on top of each other. And here we are like, uh, what? <laughs> um, the main speaker shows up in a helicopter, talks about how his youth group has a budget of a million dollars and how they do it. Yeah, just totally wanking himself off. Here we are, this little piddly church with like a shoestring budget and duct tape trying to get the ministry to go together and this guy shows up in a helicopter and talks about his million dollar budget. <sighs> Just, it was, that's the church, yay. Uh, the second story I'm reminded of from you, Caleb, talking about pastors and stuff, how much, how many times pastors and people that I even know that are still in ministry that regurgitate the dogma without even really believing in it because it's a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And then I remember the, <laughs> I'm going to get in so much trouble, but I'm going to do it anyway. The last church I was at was the Presbyterian church. I, I was very upfront and honest. Like I will not become a member of this church. I don't believe in their dogma, but I love the people I'm going to preach how I want to preach. And I got away with it because I was in with the person that was leading that ministry who had to take the heat for me basically sometimes. And that's so many churches across America. And I'm probably going to get in a lot of trouble for that. I don't care. <sighs> because it's, it's, it's the truth. Like there's so many pastors that are doing this that are just regurgitating dogma for the sake of regurgitating dogma that have a paycheck. And it's, it's sad. It's sad. But we live in a society. I mean, I, I'm not going to, how do I put it? If they have a family, I'm not going to fault them, you know, because it sucks. Hopefully they can get out of it and get to something that they do it down the road, believe in. Um, but I, you know, I see you two over there. You're about to have a kid yeah. and that's so awesome. I am terrified of the day I become a father because I, and if I have a daughter, I'm going to be a psychopath. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. I feel so, I don't, Oh God. Please, you know what I need. Uh, you know, Sounds uh, like you need a daughter. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to prison. I'll start doing push-ups now. But, um, I mean, you would, you'll would you do anything for your child. You know, that's coming in four-ish months, I'm guessing, something like that. Yep. I would, I would preach a message I don't believe in in order to make sure my kid had some macaroni and cheese at night, you know? Yeah. And, and, and hopefully it's not long-term. But that's so sad to me. It is. That's not how the church should be. That's not how leadership Agreed. should be. That's not how pastors should be. Mm -hmm. be. Like, damn your denomination. Let it go. It's something that someone made up 150 years ago. Stop. It's just their interpretation, and you started this denomination that's all man-made. It's complete mm -hmm. bullshit. I agree, but I think people find security in it. And that's why they do it. They need to find security in Jesus, not the bullshit. Totally agree. But people are, <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. But people don't find security in, in <sighs> much except maybe numbers. I know. And it, that's my frustration. Yeah. That's yeah. my anger. And it, it is so boiling inside of me that I can't, can't hold it anymore. Like I, and I've been in churches for so long that I'm like, it is so messed up and broken that, that we're just doing it because 
what we've always done, because some white man said this is what needs to happen, was follow our ritual. Why? Why? When we don't even have Jesus doing the thing that <laughs> we're doing, why are we doing it? And we wonder, and we sit here and wonder as our businessmen going, oh, why are our numbers down? Uh, maybe because we have a hundred different denominations that keep yelling at each other because they're wrong. And an unauthentic product. Yes. That's pretty good there. Yeah. That's pretty solid. Yeah. I'm an, I'm an actual businessman, so I have the words for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get us trending? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I can sell you ad shares. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> we can set up a shitty charter commercial. We can make a shitty commercial for our podcast. <laughs> I can help you out with that. Uh, I had to call them like four times for my move. It was so frustrating to talk to Spectrum. I'm sure there's great people that work there, but... Uh, I don't know. Uh, like, uh, this is on a complete and total different tangent, but my brother just bought a house like in the middle of this neighborhood, mm-hmm. and... I actually called to talk to Spectrum because I work for them. <laughs> That's all I needed to do. Ah, I called four times. The first time I said, hey, I'm moving from one place to another. Uh, what do I need to do? Oh, we'll send you equipment, but we won't send that until you move in. Perfect. I then get an email saying, oh, we sent that equipment three weeks early. I go, no. <laughs> then I said, okay, well, is my bill going to start until I move in? Oh, you're fine. Don't worry about that. Oh, no. Then I get another email saying, your bill started for both, for the new place while you have the old place. No. Yeah. So then I have to call again and be like, can you stop with the other place? Yeah, sure. Don't worry about it. Also, can you please send that stuff over so that I could set everything up? Because apparently the lady that lived there before threw out the stuff that was sent for me. She's like, Spectrum, I didn't order this. My, wow. name's, my name's not Caleb. Trash. Oh, no. Wow. So then I called uh, the fourth time. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll send it. And then they sent me another email saying, we're not sending you anything else. I'm like, I love you. I love you. I guess I'll get Spectrum. If in, you, you want to go to the Spectrum store. like That's I'll, what I did. No, I was saying, like, with me. Oh, yeah. Like, Because I can be like, hey, I work for the company. Let's fix this. Well, Because I do know the people to call and mm-hmm. complain to. When like we're gonna exchange numbers after real this real problems because it's connected. Yeah, whenever I have problems, I'm, I'm, I'm connected to the telecommunications that. industry. That's all I gotta say. I work for the federal government. Mm. Can I help you now? <laughs> I just like saying that. Will I help you now? <laughs> Bert Macklin, FBI. Bert Mac- <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. Sorry, I had to just vent a bit about Spectrum because that. Four stupid calls I should not have had to make. Oh, I hate, I hate three calls. Spectrum. I, I can get it. Three. I can get it done in one. Thanks. One call was all I should have had to make. I hate Spectrum, and I make sure Curtis knows. Even though Tim doesn't pay for cable or internet, he doesn't use the cable, but he does use the internet. It's so true. I he should at least slightly be no, thankful. No. They also gave me a, <laughs> a landline number that I didn't ask for. Yeah, they did that to me yeah, too. I th- yeah, I think I have a landline well, technically. Like, we don't have it hooked up to anything. Yeah, <laughs> apparently it's cheaper for that for right now until they probably change it in uh, a few yeah. like in mm. a year. They say it's good to have a landline for like safety purposes because if you're on a cell phone and you need like help, then the towers may or may not be able to pinpoint your location. But a landline, uh, if you like plug it in and call nine one one, it like knows where you're at. Mm. So that might be good to have. 
safety tips from Schaefer need to be the new bit <laughs> on this, I think. I think that would be pretty good. Random little, I learned it during CPR because I was working in a nursery. Dude, so. in two weeks then, CPR training. You're going to have that <laughs> next one. There you go. I'm I've so done it enough. Excited. And when, when there's video, Sheesh. when you have video, uh, then uh, you have her do that. Uh, stay yes. left. Stay <laughs> left. <laughs> We're they gonna make pro- it like three or four hours when they should just make it 20 minutes of you doing the work. Oh, yeah. I, it's, a hor- it's a horrible class. I did that class. I did the one-day version of that class. That was I've done that too. terrible. Yeah, it's awful. I've just decided I'm going to die. Me too. Yeah, so, oh, no, the other person's going to die. Sorry. It's, it's, it's like, I'm sorry. I'm looking at you. Like Someone's going to die in the situation, whether yeah. it's me or you. Don't know. <laughs> I like maneuver is like way better, statistically speaking, than the... You know, CPR. So, CPR. so Kate knows how to do the Heimlich maneuver uh-huh. and I don't. And yeah. she was like, what's going to happen if I get it? I'm like, I guess I'll watch you die. <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess you're going to have to figure out how to use a chair and do it to yourself. <laughs> I just looked at her like, I'm I mean, sorry. I could teach you, but... <laughs> but, but it's funnier if I don't know. I get it. Yeah. No. When, we, when we go live. <laughs> when we go live. Be the first thing. Yeah. Just like me wrapped around Show me the with my belly like... You know, this far out. I'll belly. do it to Tim. I'll do it to Tim. <laughs> oh, there good, you go. I'll teach you and yeah. like maneuver you. Yep, there work. we go. That's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> can't wait. Mm, it's going to be yeah. exhilarating. You have a new bit for the, for the podcast. <laughs> Safety tips for <laughs> Schaefer. <laughs> we need uh, more bits on this show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all I have. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for Until the next time. Bit. Until next time. <laughs> Safety bits. With Schaefer. <laughs> safety bits? Yeah, that's what I was calling it. Safety bits with Schaefer. Safety bits. <laughs> oh ma- you didn't have to make it look... Okay, so he made a gesture like he was diddling testicles. <laughs> I missed it. Yeah, he did this. This is what he did. Oh. Uh, that was true. I don't know if that's safe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't know if it was safe. Perfect. Love it. Love it. It's not like he was going with Wolverine claws. You know? That's true. Are tickle. you getting a little bite little in there tickle. too? Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's safe. It's safe. Mm-hmm. Wear your gloves. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. That. Yeah. yeah. Gloves. <laughs> and then take them off. <laughs> Can I smell your dick? <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> and on that note. Um... That's all I have. I, I feel like we talked a lot about a lot of different things. <laughs> and I, I have more questions, but it's still relevant. Uh, I got my bit out. And so any final thoughts for the panel? Not everyone at once, please. Everything was said that needs to be said. I got nothing. Uh, it's, it's good to be here. Yeah. It really is. Um, with everything happening in the world... Some of it's positive. I mean, Black Lives Matter is such a positive thing, I think, happening in the world right now. Yep. Um, COVID obviously is awful, but it's just good to be here. You know, there's, that's all I really got. Yep. Yeah, it's good to not be the only person on the couch. (laughs) And I I just have to point out that everyone on the couch or involved in the podcast today at some point mentioned if you would told yourself two years ago where you were going to be right now that you all would have been surprised if i told myself two years ago where i'd have been today i'd have been like yeah that that sounds about right <laughs> <laughs> sitting on a couch talking yeah yeah having a couple beers basement. yeah having a couple beers sitting on the couch talking 
Yeah, we're gonna have to paint the basement. Yeah, Why? if you want to have curtains. a camera, mm, oh. curtains, something. Something up here. Yeah, make it actually look like a studio instead of a dank basement. I like it. Yeah. This looks like a really big fish to me. I kept thinking that I was like. <laughs> Great Doesn't podcast. Kind of look like a fish. No, uh, sure. Yes. Scales. Sure. Yes. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I will not argue with a pregnant <laughs> lady. You can deck. I hear it. that's unwise. <laughs> <laughs> it I is. do it all the time. It's yeah. Some things you don't learn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could decorate it some. You put like the hockey pads back there. I'm obsessed with the hockey pads right now. Oh, really? That's pretty cool. Yeah, put that back there. That'll be cool. What else? We could we could decor it up. Decor it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go all to right. at home. They have like yeah. stuff for like five bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I need to get more equipment, but you know, I'm thinking about it. Fine. Yeah. More of my budget going on this podcast is fine. <laughs> what else am I going to do with that money? Nothing. Gambling and hookers. That's what you're talking about. Right? Blackjack and hookers. Blackjack and hookers. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a weed whacker. Ooh, weed whackers. I got to invest in one of those. Yeah, I do need a new weed eater. Or you could try to fix the one that we have. No, I've tried fixing a weed eater before. Sounds dangerous. It's not dangerous. It's just there's this long cable that goes up this really long tube, and there's no real way to actually hook it back to the mechanism that makes it spin. Okay. Well, there you go. You just well, have to, like, guess and hope that it's on there and turn it on. And if it spins, it's, yeah, well, you missed. <coughs> I've tried. Well, it's more of the actual motor that's, I think, broken. Hmm. Two-stroke engine, or is it is it, it gas it, or is it electric? It's gas. Okay. It's the kind that you have to mix the oil and the gas, whatever that is. Two-stroke. Two, yeah, two-stroke. Anyways, my final thoughts have already been spoken already, too. I've said everything that I needed to say and get out of my system, and I'm excited about where this podcast is headed and doing the thing in August and some other things that I've been thinking about doing and just more fun things, and hopefully... Uh, I'll go to that car show in July and report back about how big of a train wreck that is and make fun of that church even more. That'll be fun. I'll go show my Corolla and I'll be drinking in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) And get arrested. What if we did an on-site podcast at one of those? Oh, that'd be so good. I won't be there. (laughs) What do you believe? What do you believe? That'd be really difficult because we'd have to find a power source. Well, there went that idea. Other than like, we have cars. We'd have to get a converter, but like an hour-long podcast in a parking lot on a car battery. I mean, (laughs) we could also get a generator. Here's here's the thoughts that I have. So we can have have a full PA system going, so that we can (laughs) broadcast ourselves on our podcast in the middle of this car show at this church. So what happens to the podcast? We all got arrested. We all got arrested. Was it something noble, like protesting? Uh, not really. Kind of. <laughs> we bring the couch with us. <laughs> <laughs> the night before, it's just like the whole, whole thing set up, and they get there and they're with their cars. And they're like, Ooh, what's going we're on? We're like pre-set up. We're like running cables like <laughs> in the building. <laughs> I probably still know the code. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> I don't have a key. I'm not saying anything, because if somehow <laughs> it like, does get broken in, they'll be like, who knew, the, who knew the code? And they'd be like, oh, Tim Farr did because he said it on a podcast. Because <laughs> they're listening to the show. Maybe. 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 Uh, uh, gross. Someone will. Yeah. Someone does. 
one person when Caleb listens to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, only in the episodes he's on. <laughs> Man, big numbers today. <laughs> Someone ran up their own numbers. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I have. It was a great show. We're all kind of wild because we haven't seen each other in months. Um, stay safe out there if you're listening. The pandemic's still going on. Blah, 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 blah. Black Lives Matter, absolutely. Um, defund the police. I'm a strong proponent about that, uh, especially in our town. Yeah, where especially in our local area where we are. Where yes. We don't need the excess troopers. of force with full riot gear. Like, it's silly. Um, that money needs to go to education, I think. That's my political stance. Anyway, um, visit the website between Alpha Omega. Dot com subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already i don't know how you're listening to it otherwise but leave us a little review on apple Podcasts, google play or spotify if i think you can sure <laughs> subscribe like hashtag whatever yeah that's all i have hashtag whatever what did you say the email Oh, yeah. You can go to our website, betweenalphaomega.com. Go to the contact form. You can email us whatever you would like. We have only had one email, and he was trying to get money out of us for designing the website. So, When we already have a designer sitting on our couch. Yes. <laughs> so there's that. And now uh, I have it uh, attached to Twitch, so I get random emails about the Twitch. So that's cool. That's cool. No, it's like, here's our top streamers. You're not one of them kind of thing. So mm. it's fine. I've streamed once. It's fine. It's fine. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Look to my social media if you want to. I don't know. Maybe I'll stream eventually. Um, the podcast is going to go live here soon. Hopefully, uh, that's all the things I have for today. I keep swinging my hand like this. Like a politician, you're just, you're just preparing you're doing to be the scene by our viewers. That's yeah. true. By our He's just saying first down over and over you're, again. You're, you're a team. Chiefs fan. You're doing the tomahawk. Yeah. yeah. Is that racist now? I think so. I don't know. Probably. Cool. cool. I, oh. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> Everything's awful. Bye. Love Bye. you. Everything is awful. Everything, Everything. is awful. <laughs>